0: Royal Sports
2: World Grand Prix on Sky Sports.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. It is Monday, it is 8 pm, which can mean only one thing. It is the Online Darts Live Lounge with me, Phil Barnes, Jack Cobby Garwood, and Lee Boyce. And we're going to spend the next two hours dissecting the last 10 days or so in the darting world, talking absolute nonsense as always. Gentlemen, how are we?
0: We're getting there. We are getting there. Your intro is getting there. It used to be the next hour or so. We're working on that bit, Joe. You're getting the timing right. Now, come on, we don't talk nonsense on this show, we just dish out cold hearted facts. Or I do, you two chat rubbish and I tell you why you're wrong anyway. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh, it's been um
3: it's been a long week or so boys boys you got your breath back
1: yet it's not been bad i'm just i'm just wondering what we're gonna fill the time with what we're gonna talk about it's not much happening uh, is it good,
3: good one or two bits to talk about isn't there? <laughs> i mean we all we were in the same room for
0: the first time ever by the way like what an achievement that is
1: yeah, yeah. we finally I think i'd rather
0: hadn't been given what shirt you were wearing but you know <laughs> 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 You promised me Um, that was coming out again tonight as well. You bottled it, Mr. Boyce.
1: It's in the wash, mate. It's in the wash. We'll deal with that one.
3: Yeah. In a bin, more (laughs) like. Um, Someone said my audio's low. We tested it beforehand and it was all right. Hopefully that's a little bit better. Um, James, let us know. I've just turned it up a bit. So let us
0: know. We knew you were quiet.
3: We just wanted to keep it that way. So no one else
0: can
1: hear you or rub it. I was going to say, Dom messaged me and said, tell him he's low. Yeah,
0: brilliant.
3: Don't worry, I've got plenty of nonsense and rubbish to talk about. Don't you worry about that.
0: We do not doubt you one little bit, Mr. Bars.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: Hello to everyone in the chat room, by the way. Normally we've done that by now. It's five minutes past and we haven't said hello to everybody. To like Kieran, to Stuart, to Paddy, to Terence, to G's, Maddy, uh, Missy. Maddy, where did that come from? <laughs> Daniel Vernon's in. Hello, mate. Um, Andrew Kinsman. Did I see Noel Colletton in as well? Of course I did because I saw the little wolf emojis. Daniel regulars in. Me.
1: Don't forget Oh, 61 votes to yeah. the poll already. A tie as well at me. the minute. A tie at the moment. Um, I've boys. just turned it up again, James. <laughs>
3: Don't want to keep bottling it, or um, I kept going too high the last week, and it was a nightmare to edit. So, just playing with the audio, but fingers crossed, that should be okay. I'm sure you'll let me know if I start crackling again where it's too loud. Um, but, boys, the Boyle Sports World Grand Prix did not disappoint, did it? I mean, it did for our predictions because
0: both of Boise's finalists were gone within 24 hours. I don't think mine fared <laughs> much better. <laughs> um, uh,
1: no, no, that didn't disappoint. That was expectations met. That's what that was. Yeah, to that be, be fair. You just jinxed them. <laughs> <laughs> I did apologise to both. I did apologise on the last, last live lane to both players because we knew what was going to happen. I didn't have to both to fall first round now, but there we go.
0: Fair. Two, there are quite one. a few players that are
1: watching this as well, and every
3: week when you call their name up, they're going to be like, "Oh <laughs> shit, <hell."> shitting <laughs> out. To be fair, I've got one finalist, so I'll, I'll, I'll take that.
0: I don't even remember. I don't remember yesterday, to be honest, so I don't know what I said this time
1: a week, two yeah, weeks well, ago. Phil, Phil you were the finalist in the first round. Yeah, you can't I have know. it all. I'd like a little bit.
3: <laughs> um, to, to be fair though boys we'll, we'll come on to it more in a minute um, But I can't believe it was a week ago That Massacre Monday happened Where has that week gone Because this time this time last week It was an absolute bloodbath In Leicester
0: We sat here two weeks ago And went this draw is amazing Absolutely nobody is safe And then after night one I was like most of them pretty much went the way you expected and, and that sort of thing. There was a couple of tight ones that you could have gone either way. Um, Ross Smith, probably the, the biggest upset on that opening night, I think, if my memory serves me correctly. If you want to call yeah, that I think an upset, exactly. as, as he's been playing pretty well. Um, <clears throat> Gurney was a little bit disappointing, but I think the 2-0 scorelines are more worrying than the the results. Van Dijvenboer going down 2-0, expected that to be tighter, but you still... Wouldn't have been surprised if Humphreys won it. Um, and at that point, I'm like, well, here we go again. It's just going to be the big guys clashing later on, which don't get me wrong, is a very good draw, but we're going to look like absolute idiots for sitting here saying nobody is safe. And then Monday happens and we're like, oh, crap.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, yeah, look, it was just unreal, some of the stuff that, 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 that we saw. We're going to put the draw bracket up for you. um, We're not going to go through every game because we we did that on the Fallout Bar. where The boys absolutely smashed it. Um, We're going to duck in and out of some games. We've got some clips to play you as well. That was one thing, boys. The media clips were electric. Um, I'm just going to call him out now because he he played on night one. Anyone that noticed the James Wade interview, yes, it had about 400 million thousand edits because he was an absolute tool. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we're doing that now, aren't we? <laughs> um, I, th- I, I that think you'll find, it. I think you'll find, you boys have listened to the original clip, so you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, if, yeah, if that's though, how we start,ing it's going to be a good two hours. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> Before we do <laughs> start, I just want to bring up Joseph's point in the chat room. Joint war cons need looking at. <laughs> absolute joke that was still happening in the second round.
3: Yeah, yeah. I agree. That first round, I get it because it's eight games in a match. But after the first round, I'm completely with you. No whatsoever. How much longer does yeah, the second
0: walk-on take? Two minutes? Not even that. An extra eight players on the night is, is effectively, an extra eight walk-ons at that point, is 15 minutes of programming.
1: Yeah,
3: I don't even think I 15. 15. I there's absolutely
0: one. no way I, into that tight. They cannot find 15 minutes of programming so that every player gets their walk on. Don't give me that because yeah. I'll just end by it.
1: I do understand it, Dob, I do understand it a bit. Night one, but when uh, night one, night two, but when you're having Tuesday, Wednesday, the same games as you are on Thursday, but Thursday's got proper war ons on Tuesday, Wednesday, haven't that makes no sense? Like, so what's the explanation behind <laughs> <for laughs> that one? The first round ones are there, but when they're yeah. the same length of games, the same amount of games. No, I can't understand the logic. Prodom's the same length. Sunday, Sunday, the atmosphere was decent because it was a pretty full crowd. That's
0: what was on a weekend. The early yeah. part of the rest of the week, it was pretty flat, but it was only half full. But midweek, six o'clock start in, in Leicester, okay, you get similar at the City West, and we call that out for being massively remote. Um don't think the starting time being the same as what it would have been in Ireland helped um, but it did finish pretty late anyway but I'm not being funny those walk-ons are, are have become part and parcel of the game and the product that the PDC mm-hmm. have and when you're struggling for an atmosphere the one thing that can get an atmosphere going is the individual players walk-ons and the crowd singing them because they'll continue them through the game or they'll get behind one of the two players because of it they'll make a bit of noise for it like up, especially as it was the same six songs they seem to use on repeat for the joint walk-ons all week
3: yeah look it is what it is the c- decision was made and not a lot we can do about it but sunday seems seems, seems a while ago like we said merv king um dispatching of martin Clearmacker. uh that that he was just in complete control. Clearmacker was disappointing, if I'm being honest, boys. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um,
1: Luke, hum-
3: Luke Humphreys dispatched of Dirk. Bunting, dispatched of Gurney. Uh, Ross Smith, a below par Joe Cullen. Um, but look, there's obviously stuff going on, on behind the scenes with Joe. We saw that at the world match play that he openly said about, it. and I, I know, by the look of his body language, I don't think they're anywhere near resolved yet. So look, Sometimes Darts takes a back seat. Then, Dave Chisnell, Mensor Sulovich. Decent game, this one, boys. And Chisnell, a little, not lucky is the wrong word, but just Mentor just dropped off in that final set. Yeah, look, we haven't
0: Lucky's seen Mentor a lot really, this dog, year. Dog. He's finally made his comeback at the World Cup and he's been a bit good since then. Oh, we all love a bit of Mentor. Menzel. When Mentor's playing well, he's brilliant for the game. He's, he's brilliant to just be there. And It looked like he was going to make the comeback. The momentum swung and then it just disappeared from in the final set. Um, chizzy, Look, <laughs> I don't know how many times we said this in the preview over the last week. And we're going to say it again now. No doubt we'll say it a little bit more through this evening. But Dave Chisnell's record at this event is so good. For a man whose action that we constantly say does not hold up under pressure the release is wrong and and everything else. To do a double-in format, where his starting double is up there with the best that play in this event, and in set play, which means there's even more moments of tension and nerves, I have absolutely no idea how Dave Chisdall does anywhere near as well as he does at the the World Grand Prix, (laughs) but he does it.
3: Um, The next one, I'm going to call it now. God, poor boy got extremely lucky. James Wade being Damon Heter 2-1, 2-1, but how he has burgled that first set. Absolute daylight robbery from the machine. Ding. If you look it up
0: in the dictionary, it's under wading. That's just <laughs> is that, what the same, is that the
3: new one? Is that the same as ferreting? Hitting three-figure outs for fun.
0: Wading's been around a lot longer than ferreting, I can tell you that.
3: <laughs> um, no, but look, James well, Wade
0: bang in the middle of the bullseye I was like no way
3: um, the world number one the world champion the ice man and Price top performance Boise 2 in and beating Michael Smith and in spells unplayable in
1: this one yeah it was one that um, I think that a lot of people expected to be a lot closer as we have a lot of them on night one to be honest we expected a lot more 2-1s uh, on the night uh, Michael Smith Started out table and dipped and Derwin Price just didn't let off at all. Uh to average anywhere near around hundred at a double start is just ridiculous anyway for Derwin Price to do it on night one when he's defending his title. Uh just showed that he was certainly pumped up for it and of course that I was willing to tip him not to progress through, but it, it was a it was an outstanding performance from Derwin Price. And then Ryan Sell beating Dimitri Vandenberg
3: two one. Great game. And I was pleased Dimitri played better? Because there was concerns heading into this tournament around Dimitri's form, but although he lost, the manner of his and the performance was much improved.
0: Yeah, I've, I've only really just looked at the stats for this one first time in the week, considering I was on the fallout bar all week talking about it. Um, yeah, that, the 94 average from Dim is pretty impressive, but wrong things at the wrong moments, I guess, is, is the, the key to that one.
3: Um, from this one we've got a couple of clips from day one this was the first time the new unicorn board had been used um a couple of them spoke about it um we'll we'll talk about one of the clips afterwards because it wasn't a good look but we've got Merv and we've got Ryan Sell. Um, and
2: that's it. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can hear Wayne Mardle in the background, and he's doing my head in because he knows absolutely nothing about what you're saying.
3: First person to use the new dartboard, the new matchboard, the mm. new matchboard. Mm. Match mm. new... Oh, and the Merv clip cut off for some reason, but we'll go to so instead the, our, of it it uh, to the bit we ball want. Ball we've got that,
2: it, so it <laughs> Yeah, the ball was soft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we changed it
0: before the match started um, the second board was a little bit soft as well we managed to get the third board
3: up and um, you know, that one seemed alright and um, yeah, just went from there already. The new Unicorn board the general census as Merv said it started off hard but softened up under the lights as the others did and the Searle game wasn't a good look as it was there was three boards after only a set boys Um overriding thoughts of the new new board from what you saw on TV for me
0: from what I've seen of it on TV and everywhere else, aesthetically it looks okay, I I like the look of it a little bit, I think the issue with the boards going soft under lights, I think any board's going to do that if if you've got a light ring on it or anything like that After time it is going to go softer, especially after you start putting holes in it, um after three sets, probably not wanting that, but after six or seven, maybe. Um, look, the fact that they've had to change the board twice before they've even started, that's an issue with storage. And it's always been the same problem with the PDC. You might get the odd batch that aren't quite there, but these are new enough. You expect them to be quality checked and, and that sort of thing. <laughs> we've we've been at events and just seen dartboards lying around that then become matchboards, They have to be looked after better before they go up on stage.
3: Yeah, it, it was the um, Luke Humphreys Searle game, Boise, where literally Luke start was going into the barrel. All of the point was disappearing in that first set.
1: Yeah, Luton
3: Dirt. Uh, Luke and Searle in the second yeah. round when his dart was just
1: disappearing into oh, the yeah, board. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, I think. For me, it's, we expect now to see them damaged. I'm not saying they should be, but we expect to see them damaged a bit after three, four sets in this sort of play. When they're changing so often, so soon, and also how we've seen the darts laying the board is is huge concern. So it's no surprise whatsoever um, to see that the players are often playing the bed, and, and like says that was in the early rounds. There's, there then, always seems to be these issues with them. You don't matter what boards we get to, there always seems to be these issues with. Really.
3: And then from there, we all eyes turn There's to massive Monday about it as well. What's that, mate? bazzy. More more
0: dartboards. There's people talking about the price and that sort of thing in the in the in the chat room as well. And yeah. look, yes, it is expensive, but actually that's to be expected given that we've had increased shipping rates and that sort of thing coming into the country as it is. Don't get me wrong, there have been other releases recently that keep those prices down a little bit but i suspect those manufacturers are taking a little bit more of a knock to just be competitive in the market and the other thing is we are so spoiled now because all we ever seem to see on tv is fresh brand new boards and they change them so frequently so behind the scenes in the advert breaks and that sort of thing that all you're seeing is a brand new fresh board pretty much all of the time so that's what everybody expects their dartboard to look like you're poking a sharp pointy thing into something wooden if you're paying 90 quid for a board you're going to practice on at home, that's your fault. These boards are premium boards that are pretty much going to be used for this level or matches or, or something where you want it to look good for a short period of time. It will hold up long enough. And 90 quid is on that, that. the manufacturer's website, by the way. You can get it for 75. So 15 quid is a big difference we're talking about in terms of that because you're looking at nearly 15% of the price.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I agreed, but boys, Massacre Monday, as it was re-nicknamed. First of all, Darius Labanowski's two-one over Brendan Dolan. Good game, enjoyed that one. The Ferret disposed of a below-par Callum Ridge. Just didn't happen for the Riot. Big Vincent. We'll come on to. We'll come on to Vincent in a minute. Then Ruteisky beating Aspinall. That was the first one. Then, this man, the unflying Scotsman boys, let's be honest, he had an absolute shocker on TV. Ian White fell over the line. And when I mean fell over, I mean fell over the line. Um, Is or are things starting to catch up with Gary Anderson, Gob, in terms of Yes, he's putting a little bit of practice in here and there, but no way near as much as the other top players. Is that now beginning to show?
0: I think in this format, it highlights it a lot more because you do have to be so clinical on the outer ring to get in and out. And he struggled a bit both ways. Um, It's always going to catch up with you. There's only so much natural ability you can have. There is an optimum amount of practice for every single player. Not every player has to stand at a board and throw for hours, eight hours a day, like Michael Smith. Right? I've been around pros that barely like an hour a day, but they will play regular competitive stuff. The problem is that Gary's just not picking his darts up at all, and the fact that he is still where he is in the world, and nothing else, is a ridiculous achievement given how little he practices and how relative to Gary Anderson's success, how badly he played last year, and was still making major ranking finals. I'm not sure if that's a downside on the rest of the field or or what, considering there's plenty of talk about this being the toughest and greatest era for darts ever and and how competitive the field is. If that man's walking to events finals Mm -hmm. on his C game, not sure it's really that tough. Um, But yeah, it is catching up on him now. And (sighs) When he come out of the World Championships swinging from the hips at pundits and, and commentators, the same one that Mervyn King just had a pop at, saying he's going to stick around forever and he's going to get the fire back in his belly and that sort of thing. I was desperate for that to be true and for that to just be genuine and Gary to be edging towards top-level Gary Anderson, 2016, 2017, where he just picks up titles wherever he wanted and and battered people off the hockey. I I just can't see it happening. The man's got different priorities in his life. It's just, he's up there to, to take the money for as long as it keeps rolling in. And once it's done,
1: that's it. Yeah. I'm not and convinced then, on, that, I'm not, I'm not convinced on that at all. I'm not convinced on that at all. No, I think there's, there's, still, uh, there's still some fight in there. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. That he's not giving up the fight with us when he's on the stage. But I still think there's levels he can achieve. Probably in a different stay in a different part of his career than, say, when we spoke about A.D. Lewis. I think the levels that Anderson has hit, he's already peaked and he don't get back to those levels. But I still think there's more titles in him. um, Just maybe not the big one. Then, from there, the massacre's continued and
3: this one was strange. Yes, Rob Cross is playing very, very well at the moment, but this was a very, very off night for Peter wright Just didn't look himself on stage. Forget the darts weren't the standard we expect from Peter. He didn't look himself up there. His demeanour yeah, was quiet. But, he just didn't have that energy or that or that zap around him.
1: Yeah, spot on, mate. There was there was, there was definitely something missing. There's obviously looked it from the, the two players. Rob Frost come on and done well, and we've seen him playing better. But then Peter Wright... Um, it wasn't the entertainer as such that we see from Peter Wright. I and mean, that's not just normally with his darts. And obviously, the walk-on's not there. But generally, his persona on the stage, we didn't seem to see any of that at all uh, on Monday. Um, no, no real surprise I guess, in the result, as Tosh is playing well. It was the manner of it and the fact that it, even early on, it never really looked like the Peter Wright was going to win that day, which we've seen him lose dames over the past 12 months but not in that manner and that's probably the first time i've seen him being uh, not like says not the same entertainer and which has got him to perform to the levels and winning the world champion that he has so worrying in that aspect but it can change very quickly as we might see this weekend yeah um
3: even henry hope you are well mate um right Let's do, we'll get the pictures out of the way first, then we're going to jump into them. We've got a couple of big, big comments coming up. <laughs> Danny Knopf dumping out Michael Van Gogh in 2 2 0. Um a very interesting one, this one. Um MVG managed to throw away a two set or two leg lead to lose the first set. Came out in the second set and for two legs was unplayable. Daddy, I think it was a one oh three or a one oh six completely changed the context
1: of that second to...
3: set. And then only afterwards, boys, did we learn of some issues, shall we say? The Dark Arts <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: looks a bit like Voldemort yeah. too, doesn't it?
3: <laughs> um, right, let's let, let's fire up. <laughs> Go on, play the clip, Danny. Um, first of all, here's what Danny had to say. It's not the whole one, but this is the the, the clip afterwards.
2: But uh, first, I want to say uh, we have some troubles uh, in the first set. And uh, yeah, I say to him, uh, you're stepping on the, on the floor when I'm on a double, and. Yeah, we make some uh, words with each other uh, after the first set. But uh, yeah.
3: Do you feel he was doing it deliberately?
2: Yeah, yeah. F- for my feeling, it it was. But he say, um, yeah, I think like a play like Michael, he doesn't do that. But for my feeling, it was.
3: Interesting. Um, first of all, before we go into it, I spoke to Iron, who does all RTL's coverage, obviously. So he spoke to both of them afterwards. And when, it, when he says there was words exchanged, they were very heated words by all accounts. This wasn't just a stop it. This was a proper, absolute slanging match in the break. And you didn't have your camera there ready to see it all. What on earth
0: were you doing there all week? We're not allowed in that. Living, thing, it up, wa- living it up on Takeaway Wagamamas. We know you're Mister Mr. bars. I only had two. That was
1: good.
3: <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. First thing I'm going to say is that's a big statement from Danny Knoppert to call Michael a cheat. There's a huge difference between asking someone to say, look, I think I can hear you moving. Can you just try not to? And labelling someone doing it deliberately and calling them a cheat goal. It's a funny way for Danny Nopper to say, I don't want to play in the World Cup again. I mean...
0: (laughs) Because that's never happened before in that nationalities team, has it? Um, (laughs) Look, I I can see it from Danny's point. In the heat of the moment, it's very easy to think that Danny's on to to beat him. At that point, he's playing well. He's got a shot for the first set, I think it was. Um, you hear that noise and all you can think is, why are you doing that? Especially given how close Michael is stood. And, and this is the point that I've made. Whether he's stomped or not, he shouldn't be standing that close. And don't get me wrong, there are other players, this isn't a dig at Michael Van Gogh in the same way that celebrating or whatever and not everything to dig at, at in Price whenever we make observations about his behaviour when we're comparing it to the players. Get out of the exclusion zone. It is there for a reason. The minute you're stood in that exclusion zone and a player turns around and catches you and then he hears an extra noise as well, what are you doing? He has every right to turn around and kick off. Whether the players like that or not, there have been enough incidents involving the former world number one where players haven't liked his behaviour that's been marginal gamesmanship in the last five, six years when he's been world number one and dominating on floor events. And there's been plenty of people where it's kicked off with where we haven't seen it on TV.
3: That your man's been rumbled. Just a, a couple of bits on that. First of all, we'll do the exclusion zone bit. Look, absolutely, Michael is always in the exclusion zone. But like you said, he's not the only one. If you look, if you actually look at it, yeah. I probably, I probably say, eighty-five yeah. percent of the field at some point mm-hmm. are in that exclusion zone, and I don't think I'm being <laughs> outrageous yeah. with that number.
0: No. And at that point, what? No, and at that point, and what people might not realize is there is a second official for every game that is stood to the side of the stage that should be telling the match official get them out of the exclusion zone. And actually, this might be the catalyst to make sure that happens and that players are warned and told to step back. It is there for a reason. Give the player their space. Like I've just said, the minute you're caught in there, even if Michael stand deliberate or not, the minute you're stood there, you literally have no leg to stand on. Because it's all right once there's okay. no incident, but the minute there's an incident
3: while you're in the exclusion zone, you're already breaking a rule. And then off the back of that, it was checked by all the PDC officials... And not one of them saw Michael Van Gogh stomping, which was, which was clarified um, afterwards that it was checked by multiple officials and there was no physical evidence to say Michael Van Gogh had stamped while he was on a double, which is obviously in the balance of fairness, we'll give every bit. Danny's obviously said his bit. We haven't spoken to Michael yet, hopefully this weekend. Um, so, it, look, it, it's an interesting one, boys. Where, where, where are we? Where are we siding with this one? Not siding is the wrong word, but where, where are we going with this one? Who's right and who's wrong?
1: It's it, it's split for me. It's it's hard to say that someone's right if they've checked it and they've checked it efficiently. Then it's hard to see that MVG's in the run. However. If he's then in the exclusion zone, then he's, he's doing something wrong. So, for me, it's, it's a bit of 50-15. Yeah. I'm not convinced, Dob. I'm not convinced by your point of uh, this being the catalyst for that to be checked more because I'm sure it happened a lot more throughout the week. Uh, I'm 100% sure it happened across the rest of the week. No, i after point. this order, gonna get and go, right, yeah. we're going we're to put this system in
0: place. Yeah. It's a bit difficult to change it mid tournament if you get what i mean or put some sort of communication in or i'm pretty sure the marker to the referee's right is mic'd up as well so they can they've got a communication yes. between someone off stage so they could hear it a little nudge in the back going you need to have a word or something it's, it's not a difficult solution but it's one that needs to happen look heat of the battle in you a, know a big televised tournament where danny not puts in the ascendancy he, he feels like He's heard something. He turns around to see Michael stood too close where he shouldn't be. Yes, calling a cheat is is very strong, but at the same time, if you're in the exclusion zone deliberately, technically you are breaking a rule. Um, the issue is that the communication afterwards and, and the conversation between them. But after Danny got bottled last week, pretty much, when he should have beaten Michael and his head-to-head record as well, in the heat of battle, these conversations and these things happen. I've seen a lot worse. Oh, so yeah, people look. rattling their duck. Manley, Adrian Lewis.
3: Wow. <laughs> oh, but believe me, back in the day, Adrian Lewis could find a loose floorboard in any venue.
0: So, Pete Manley.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, look, don't get no. me wrong. I, I, the, the thing not to forget is that Dane Oppett played absolutely sublime in this game.
1: Yeah, I know we all do. get caught yeah, up do. in
3: Stompgate and, and everything like that, but. <laughs> Danny oppett
1: was absolutely tremendous in this game. Yeah, um, and, and this um, had this, this had a potential. The the follow-on from what happened after the game had a potential to have a knock on a his weight, but um, fair play for Danny oppett after, who after the first round seems to put it to one side. Uh, I've spelt very highly of him this week, but it's, it's very hard to, to sway to one side on this one.
3: Um evening, Macy's in the chat room, join us at a good time because we are about to play Mr. Vincent now this is a minute and eight seconds of absolute
2: gold I mean uh, we have so much tournaments that doesn't really matter and that they were all <laughs> the last couple of weeks I mean, don't no disrespect to the World Cup or uh, the, the World Series but it's just exhibition tournaments so, so it's good to be uh, back in. Playing real tournaments, yeah, yeah hopefully, but but and it's not like we play frequently now. It's really difficult. I mean, considering that uh, the European Championship is just absolute disgrace. That the health the way it is, so you're not able to play for it. And uh, uh, before I say something really bad about PZ again, so let's leave it there. What criteria would you like to have seen for the Europeans? Oh, you have so many things. I mean, you knew in March that there will not be a lot of Euro Tours, so you could have done not two tournaments, but saying, okay, the, the, the Pro Tours are involved or anything else, and you, you could have made it a lot more fair.
3: One man that never disappoints when you put a microphone in front of him, the Dutch destroyer, Vincent van der Voort. Um, we'll come on to that more when we talk about the, the European Championships, but when he called the World Cup an exhibition, I don't think Matt Porter enjoyed that one too much. <laughs> Myself, Jara, spoken to Matt and
0: referred to the World Series and that as, a, as an exhibition, and he's like, no, it's a TV title, like pdc are very set in their way but nothing is an exhibition for
3: um yeah but yeah vincent very very unhappy with the the criteria and and everything around the um, the dutch destroyer never disappoints We'll, we'll touch on what he said later on when we talk about the draw for the world series because there is a very notable absentee no spoilers there um Right, let's get the, the, the draw I back up. I actually admire his restraint in that interview, by the way. That's very unlike Vinny to stop himself. Oh, yeah, I loved it when he went, I'm going to stop there before I absolutely destroy the PDC. <laughs> yeah. It's not something um, that Vinny does very often. No. Um, so, moving back on, that was the first round complete. Um, Tuesday... I'd probably say only one one shock, um, Ryan Sell beating Luke Humphreys. I don't mean that's a shock. I think both could have won that game. Um, the shock, Stephen Bunting beating James yeah. Wade in the manner that he did. Um, a very yeah, out of sorts, James Wade. God, he was never really in the game.
0: Just chasing constantly. one 85 average. Bunting finished with an 86. Slightly down on a double score at 13. Bunting 11 at 23, but just battered on the 180s an extra five from Bunton and he just kept him at arm's length once he got ahead really
3: yeah then the ice man price beating mervyn king and dave chisnell beating ross smith in a comeback that smudger will be kicking himself there was opportunities there then moving on to wednesday ian white 3-2 over darius that game seemed to take forever full of drama quality not the best but in terms of drama Loved every minute of it. The Polish Eagles soared against um, Rob Cross. Very accomplished performance from the from the Polish Eagles. Dane it won the Dutch derby um, 3-0 over Vincent van der Voort. And then the Ferret dismantling Jose de Souza, especially in the last two sets.
1: Yeah. Just, yeah, very much so. Uh, it, it was... It was the game of the night that well, it was looking at the fixtures on that noise. Because of what happened on the Monday, that was the one day that everyone was really looking for, and really expecting it to be run very close. And then Johnny Clayton just stepped up the last two sets and Jose didn't go with him and dropped off. Uh but yeah, it was it was, it was the one day in that night, I guess, that we was looking for something that we was expecting a bit more as of a day than what we actually got.
3: Then moving on, quarterfinals Danny at 3 1 over Ian White. Not too much of a surprise there. Noppie has been playing some fantastic stuff, moving in to a PDC TV semi final. Then this was an epic Johnny Clayton 3 2 over Christoph Rotaiski, and Clayton's doubling both in and out. Just world class, Gob. Yeah, in a, in a-
0: Double-in, double-out tournament. The best doubler kept on winning. He was ridiculous on the outer ring this week. And that, he goes through these patches where he's, he's sensational, but you always feel like he's, he's got a few legs off or a blip in him, and he just did not seem to miss at all. Ratajski, solid, beat by a very, very good performance. Um, he's getting there, though, is he? 50% on the outer ring from him.
3: Expecting big things yeah. from the Polish Eagle for the rest of the year. Then, go in Price... Um, beating Dave Chisnell, but this is where we start to load more clips up. <laughs> this one is courtesy of um, Sky Sports off their um, Twitter. And this one caused a little bit of a storm, boys.
4: Right, Jesse, I'll say this as a compliment. This plenty to go on the tank for you, and you're in the semi final. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot more in the tank for me, and um, it was a difficult game, obviously the crowd a bit rubbish again, but as you can hear, but yeah, I won, so yeah. no matter what they do, I'll keep winning. It wasn't Dave's best night, but the world number one shows, you pounce, and that's what you did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, give me an opportunity, and I'll take it, I thought I bombed the second set after missing 25, but and then I think I took out a 104 in the next leg. But yeah, um, crowd are absolutely pathetic, I won. But I mean, there's plenty of Welsh flags as well. There's plenty of support for you in here as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah. Do you feel there's a bit of a lack of respect sometimes? What do you think? Yeah, but look, you are the world number one for a reason, those performances. Are you looking, you're world number one, you're looking to dominate now? I don't care, I just want to keep winning. I mean, sometimes the crowd's with me, sometimes they're against me. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, you know, they—they they go do me, do what they want, but I'll keep winning. So happy days. You keep winning. You're in the semi-final. Many congratulations.
3: That one caused some some controversy. Before we talk about it, um, Gezi didn't do media that night, but even in defeat, Dave Chisnell was. More than obliging to, to come in and, and have a quick chat and he spoke about it as
1: well. Like in the second break, like I said, we had that little giggle. I said you at least you got one supporter there anyway, we just had a laugh a bit but I feel for him sometimes. He's world number one, give him respect, that's all I can say. I knew he it because that's what he does. That boy, when he wins and he's not playing well, he just knows how to win. I've been saying it for months and end even if he's not playing well, he knows how to win. And he's done it tonight, Nigel. He, he wasn't he special. That wasn't special, but he just knows that win. And fair play to him.
3: Gob's just itching to go, so we will let you go first, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm not
0: itching. I'm, I'm just sat here thinking I should have written everything down. <laughs> Made notes. Made sure this is balanced. <laughs>
3: first of all thoughts on Gezi's interview he's just asking for it isn't he
0: yeah the the man has quite clearly all the talent in the world he is a fantastic dart player and there isn't a single person that goes to a darts match that cannot see that Right, but I'm going to use the same line that I've been using since the incident first happened. Ability is not the same as likability. Being the best at something does not instantly make you the most liked person in the world. For the last no, but there's... three, four years, Gerwin Price has, for the most part, enjoyed playing the pantomime villain. When you're going to make comments 18 months ago saying you missed the boos and then come out and say that you don't like them or that it doesn't bother you but then you just spent 10 minutes calling the crowd pathetic, it clearly does get to it. And, and, and obviously so. right? And I'm talking about the booze specifically. If anybody's online abusing him straight up or shouting insults on the crowd, that's a different level and that needs a line drawn under it and, and something needs to be done about that. But the general crowd booing... I don't see an issue
3: with. I don't, I don't think I don't, it's not the booing that's an issue, and he's always said that it's the abuse he gets whilst he's throwing. It, the booing he can cope with; it's the targeted abuse that he gets whilst whilst throwing is the issue. And like I say, generally the pantomime booing, but it, it, it's it's not going to go away. The PDC have created this monster. That's, that's the atmosphere they want. They want the cheers and the boos. So the, the pantomime villain booing isn't going to go away. But the targeted abuse needs to stop. Yeah. They've created it all. They've
0: pretty much come up and said that if you buy a ticket, you could do what you want in the atmosphere because it, it makes for good TV moments. It makes for bits of drama and it makes for talking points. And that's literally what they're about in the, in the black and white of it. They're an entertainment company. That's entertainment for people sat at home. It it draws up attention and views. It's not going to change. And the thing is, we've been saying this about Euro tours. We've been saying this about price. We've been saying it about MVG and in Blackpool when he played and um, when he played Phil Taylor. Peter Manley used to get it all the time. Look, this is not something new. It's just on a different person.
3: Yeah. Um, look it clearly it clearly affected him we're going to come on to a point in the semi-final in relation to that in a second um, but um, Daniel said hey Phil when you interviewed um, Price uh, when he's been a bit rude um, Gezi's never ever been rude to me ever um, in media Gezi has always been absolute top draw yes he didn't come in I think that was mainly because he probably might have said something that got him fine. So look, there's a difference between not doing any media, but when he does do it, he has been absolutely exceptional. Um, and by the way, that's the only time he it's the only time since I've been doing my job that he's never come in to do media. But moving on to the semi-finals, because this is related to this one. At 2-0. Genuinely, and chat room, let us know who thought Gezi wasn't coming back at two 0 down. Who thought he'd done a Ronnie? Yeah. I thought done
1: it. Yeah, I'm gonna call it out
3: now. I
0: do not believe the elbow injury <laughs> one little bit because he basically said it was non-existent in his interview with
3: Sky straight away afterwards. Yeah. No, no, I, I didn't think he was coming back at 2-0. I thought mm-hmm. he was done and was was going to
1: forfeit. Yeah, yeah there, there was a there was a missed opportunity there, which is what we saw in, without touching into the final too much, but is what we saw there. So, it was 2-0 down, and that third set being the crucial one. There was an opportunity, uh, for, a huge opportunity there for Bunty, uh, and that Standard just didn't increase. We touched, we touched on it on the 4 out bar, didn't we got around? Stephen Bunting just carried on as per. He didn't, he didn't look like it impacted him. He didn't look like it had any effect on him whatsoever. But was that the right thing? Should he have been raising it as a an issue? Should he have been kicking off a bit? I don't from what I'm seeing of Stephen Bunting. It's not that type of thing. But that long break had an impact on Stephen Bunting and had a big impact on Derwin Price, but in the other way. So, th- that was the deciding um, set. That third set was the deciding point. Man, at 2-0, it was net... For me, I didn't have that. Yeah, if he goes 3-0 up, he walks the game. Game.
0: He absolutely yeah. walks which, the he, game,
1: but... Yeah, which is exactly what we saw in the final. The, the, the same thing happened at 2-0. There was that point. It was the third set that was crucial, um, And we saw that the, the night before in the semis. Um, uh, Yeah, Mace, you're, you're not wrong.
3: Um, yeah, yeah. People comparing the
0: situation with is- golf with the crowd. The problem with golf is that they don't collectively make a noise constantly. It is so difficult to identify individuals unless they're sat right at the front, proper giving it to a player, and then the player can turn around. and It wouldn't be against the players to and say, "Just remove this person." We've seen George Noble on the Euro Tour go absolutely mad at someone once, drop the mic, go, "Was that you?" Pro- I've never seen George Noble react like that. Oh, but yeah. look- the, the, the used to have this they don't even say thank you anymore really or best of order because they're just not interested the PDCN interested they, they just don't have the control you sell darts on TV to, to punters going as this massive big party atmosphere the minute they start seeing people being kicked out the things left right and center unless it's scrapping at the back of their ball because they've had more than alcohol like you get at the boxing they're just not going to remove people I genuinely don't know where they go with it in terms of the abuse the players get. Like I said, I have absolutely no issue with booing. It, it's in every single sport. It's the whistling and the deliberate taunts to put players off whilst they're throwing. That's where I've got an issue.
1: What What was strange yeah. What was strange for me on that one was being in there on Thursday, we was all in there on Thursday, I didn't see that being, I'm not saying if there's anything shouted close to the stage or any sort of abuse, then I, I don't know, I wasn't as close to that. But in regards to the booing aspect and that, it didn't seem any worse than what we've seen before at other events for Durbin Price. It seemed very strange. And not only that, the, the, the questioning that was asked wasn't aimed towards the crowd at all. It was, at that time, it was just Durbin Price wanted to get it off his chest. Michael Bridge didn't into that any conversation about the crowd in that interview. And it was just Durbin Price wanted to let it air off. So I can only assume that it was something coming from someone closer and more of a personal shout than it was the general booing, because for me, he decked it everywhere he does. It wasn't no worse uh, on Thursday night than when I was there on Tuesday for him. It, it, was, just the, it was just the same for me, yeah. right or wrong, but it wasn't worse in that sense. It was more, it must have been someone shouting, or and numerous people shouting that him rolled up.
3: Mm-hmm. And then, from there, we obviously, we had the All-Welsh final that... Everyone was craving the ferret taking on the Iceman. What a final boys from Johnny Clayton. Unplayable. Ridiculous.
0: Ridiculous. Five. Some plus checkouts. A 170 and a 164 in back to back legs. Even at 3 0. Or 3 1, I think it was, when Johnny takes out 110 for the set. He needed that because I just felt that if Price was at that point, he was a breaker throwaway from three sets all. And then it's a completely different matter. And then the pressure starts getting on Johnny. But the 110 was superb. He started getting a little bit edgy in that set and he just went to town again. She's just ridiculous. So, so good at the minute. Mm. Um, He's had a faux ranking all year because everything he's won has been non-ranking or exhibitional. We're just going to keep saying that to wind people up now. Um, he's <laughs> just been so good since he won the, the World Cup with Gezi last year. And if anything, Gezi's probably sat there going, "We i have won the bloody World Cup because you, in part, created this.
3: Yeah. Um, and there he is with his trophy up. Ahoy, and like we say, Johnny Clayton is the new world number seven. It's a couple of really good bits in the chat room. We're not ignoring guys, we'll come to you in a second. We've got lots and lots to go through. Like we said, it's always going to be a bumper show, um, to today. Um, but first of all, we've got a couple of clips one from Gezi, and then Johnny. Um, as
4: well. He, he was relentless when I was starting off and I missed a couple of doubles t- to get off and then I'm under pressure to score, but I mean, yeah, what what a performance. He was by far the better player on the night and like I said, in the, in the interview, I'm just happy that we could just play and the crowd let us play and it was a good game.
3: So again, really open from Gazi, just admitting that Johnny was Relentless, like you say, the 170 and the 164 was just out of this world. But Johnny is also one step closer to the ultimate goal and dream of Ali Paddy glory as well. Well, obviously, I enjoy my darts. They're going good, so what more do you want? Do you know but?
4: How many more players are chasing that dream? The same as I am. So I'm one close, one step closer to winning that. And hopefully I can get over the line.
3: Johnny, talking about glory at Alexandra Palace, boys. And right now, you wouldn't bet against it, would you? It's
0: difficult to look past him after three TV titles in a year already, more than anybody else. He's just mopping them up like a Gary Anderson or MVG of, of yesteryear. <coughs>
1: yeah. Yeah was the manner of it as well. it, The manner of that win was just was just ridiculous. To, say, it's Derwin Price, we had what we saw on the quarterfinals, the turnaround on semi-finals, then we expected a big performance from Derwin Price. And to be honest, other than early on, his Dublin wasn't great. He didn't play bad at all, did he Derwin Price? It was just the r- relentless from uh Johnny Clayton, and that third set obviously with those checkouts but the averages, Durbin Price put him was ridiculous and still didn't come away with a set. Uh, and that for me was the key because it, we'd seen what was the night before and so I'd seen him push on. There was the um, set five that Dog was on about as well. There was just every time that uh, Johnny Clayton was under pressure, we've seen him react before but we've never seen him react to then Durbin Price and that was the big thing for that final. And you can only see him uh, down on for more than like you said. He's going to be in the mix for the uh, the big one at the end
3: absolutely um a couple of in the chat room um says anyone know where paul hinks is haven't seen call match for a long time look i don't know but i think he may have just saw sort of like semi semi-retired um he did the world final obviously last year so look i, I, I don't know but maybe just enjoying enjoying life A um, lot in the crowd. Jar is in there as always, mate. cup uh, couple were talking about New York, and yes, can't wait for that one. Um, but, lads, no time to stop because there is another ranking televised title up for grabs with the Kazoo European Championship Boys. And again, as... Ronnie O'Sullivan once said lots more ranking points on offer.
1: Ranking.
3: Ranking
0: points, mate. Rankers, mate. <laughs> that was the best place of Ronnie O'Sullivan ever, by the way. Forget everything else. When he just come back, took the piss out of everybody and picked up any time <laughs> he wanted. It was brilliant.
3: Yeah. Um, so Thursday, this starts on ITV4 with Jackie Oakley anchoring with Mace in the studio. I'm guessing he's got the usual suspects with um, Waza alongside him, Pikey as well. God, you're not coming out to Salzburg, mate, but that is the draw. Boys, we'll put the schedule up so people can see today's um, Two bumper sessions, Thursday and Friday evenings. Before double session Saturday and double session on Sunday. But as Vincent alluded to earlier, it's a very different looking field, boys. Some names there that we wouldn't normally see or, or haven't seen on TV for a long time. Um, Richie Heddes, happy in one respect, getting that 30 second spot. But unfortunately, this isn't an open draw. This is seeded. So one. Place 32, 2 plays 31, and so on. So, you know what we're going to do, boys? We're going we're gonna to dissect it. However, potentially, maybe there is a blockbuster quarterfinal looming in the top so half is. of the draw. Boys, he's shaking his head. He spotted it. Potentially, the Iceman gathering Price. And mighty Michael Van Gerwen could meet in the quarterfinals on Sunday afternoon. What
1: well, a counter! Well, big bad Boris, you know. I thought to be honest, so I thought he was gonna say James Wade. I thought he was gonna say James <laughs> Wade, I'm not big bad Boris. Uh, I don't even I work not, that, that one. Yeah, the winner, the winner of MVG, that was on to play the winner, the winner of MVGs, then Is that right? Plays the uh, James Wade one, but oh, he's been to back-to-back a... finals in this
0: What's that? Has Wade been to back-to-back finals in this? He lost a right last year. Was he? Did he win it the year before? No, he
3: won
1: it. Champ. Two, was it two thousand
3: and eighteen? He beat
1: Whitlock in the final. Yeah, 19 was Rob Tross. Rob Tross Yeah. Eight. Derwin Price. Derwin Price.
0: Close enough. When he does bits here, you know, don't
3: you be knocking my boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, boys, it's TV tournament, so you know what's going to happen. I want semi-finalists from you, first of all. Yeah. Um it- We'll go... I can't believe. Go through, I can't stand believe. through someone's name that one. Do you on think will come through? But from the top half, to go back to the draw. Yeah, back
0: to
1: the draw.
0: We go back to seven, the draw, yeah, that? to the
1: draw. Was... To the draw one. It. That's not in perfect order. Yeah. If we're doing so, four sets, exactly. just just looking at that. However, we got a World Grand Prix champion not playing at the European Championships is ridiculous. Because of the street. there we go, there's,
3: there's the elephant world. in the room. It's absolutely
1: because, ridiculous
3: because you don't get your prize money, which is ridiculous. By the way, if you're a seed, you've earned the right. Um, the Johnny Clayton has fallen foul to a just terrible rule.
0: And interestingly, I heard Matt Edgar talking about this the other day and he did make a decent point on this in that at the start of the year when they sign contracts and whatever to take on, the rules are set out for qualification for every event. And obviously they were hoping for more European tours at that point and they just left it too late to make any amendments. And if you get to a point where they're changing rules and players players that sign a contract at the start of the year that would have been in the event and then missing out then they've got another issue on their hands. So I, from that point of view, I can actually understand why it wasn't changed. However, it's stupid, it's ridiculous, but, it doesn't represent yeah. the form. The fact there are players in this field that are in because they won a game at a second European tour instead of the first one, two weeks later, that is not more of a success.
1: But, but no, on that point on that point as well, not only... I understand and I bet that view that the rules are set at the start of the year when we to that, but... To begin with, you've had three qualifiers for what has only now been two tournaments. So, yeah, the Johnny Clayton point and we've got the World Grand free champion on here. We've also got people who've qualified to play at the Euro Tour have named me out on the opportunity of qualifying for this year's European Championships when next year's, if they haven't had a tour card, might only be able to play in one and took that one and have a very good run in it and then can't qualify for it. So, the argument, obviously, with Johnny Clayton, because he's... Well, there's a, there's a vote on down at the moment. He's the best player in the world right now. And He's in the mid, shall we say. And he's now not at a tournament where no disrespect but some of these other players where it just doesn't sit right with me that he's not there. The, the rules that, around that it... third
0: is, qualifier is the biggest issue for me because once you've told players they've got that yeah. potential and they've already qualified for it, that rollover just isn't good enough. There's enough pro tours. Add an extra day and just play it from there play down on one day play as a floor event and just give them the same equivalent prize money i know you miss out commercially i know you don't get it on pdc tv in the arenas and that you've promised it but in terms of the prize money they've propped it up for long enough for the last couple of years barry sat here saying that they've got decent reserves and that sort of thing you offer a qualifier you expect that event in this calendar year because like you said lee if players drop their tour cards now it's an absolute waste of time going to the <laughs> europeans or that could have been essential. People keeping their car, people's careers at stake with literally that one weekend. And okay, you can make the argument that they should have done more on a different weekend, and they've had the entire year to keep them and and all of that sort of thing. But if it comes down to the fine margins, and by qualifying for this or the third event that's not taking place would have added prize money on and that sort of thing, it's, it's just not right. Again, we've sat here for the last well, of years fact. and praised the BBC for how well they've done over lockdown and. Every time they get something right and every time we like something, we sit here
3: and praise them. But they seem to be getting a lot wrong at the minute. And this is one of those things. At the start of the year, we all knew there was no chance of 13 euro tours. We all knew that. So, look. The
0: conversations that we were having with BBC Europe in January and February was they were aiming for six. It's a half a tour. Don't get me wrong. It's not a full tour. But when you can defend 50% of money that's dropped off from a year ago or whatever else, and I, I think six is enough to constitute a decent ranking to, to qualify for this. Two is a
1: joke. But yeah. oh, even, if, even, if, even if you don't have six, you've got three qualifying events for it. So the, the they obviously wanted at um, 13, but they've now put three qualifying events up, which for me then have to be played. In however that third one that's played, obviously I know there's TV deals and all the commercial side to it. There's, they've got to find a way for that to be played. So obviously the argument with the ranking points and Johnny Clayton aside, the other part of that, that the, the qualifiers just haven't had that opportunity, just isn't right at all. And then the fact that the rule only came in place about the tank back after the first event had already happened, I think god says they do a lot of things right they've just made a, a big mess of this European Championships for me. Yeah. It's gonna make it very yeah. intriguing for that very reason. Because there's, there's a lot of names who we we haven't seen on TV as often. So and there's a lot there's an awful lot of debutants. I think that's all there's about eleven. So it's certainly made for intriguing viewing. Um, but different viewing. <laughs> To what we we would expect and want of in from a European Championship. Yeah. Right, right, now, now a, a, to...
0: an interesting point. He's like you shouldn't forget Clayton lost two games against Galas and Smith Neil, who both didn't play really well. Clayton shouldn't lose such games. Look, we sat here and spoken up the standard of the PDC. Anybody can beat anybody, especially over the race to six in this format. And when you look at things like the World Championships, do you know how many players from prelims? come through that following round because they've already played a game and already settled over the same distance. That used to be an advantage for some players. There was a year when seeds just crumbled at the World Championships because the players were having a warm-up on that night up on stage and then going back up because they were winning so comfortably in that first round. If you offered all of the seeds a chance to play the round before and their prize money count once they got into the second round or have to guarantee a win in the second round to pick up any money, they take the first round all day, every day. I'm sure they would. Because you look at the players that Smith, Nil, and Gowlas beat in terms of Johnny Clayton. If he beats one of them, he's in the European Championships.
3: Yeah. Right. You two, man. We've, we've gone full Vincent van der Vort on the criteria now. Um, from the top. I threw Gob under the bus first last time, so Boise, this time it's your
1: turn. Gob, I'm sure oh, you've got oh. something else to say about the. I'm sure you've got something else to say about the Vincent Van Der Voort. While I'm looking, I'm carry on, mate.
0: Wrong <laughs> <laughs> topic, mate. I could go on the prize topic all night, but I think it's best we move on. So you crack on, lad. Who, uh, who are you backing to get knocked out first round? <laughs> <laughs> That's what normally so, happens yeah. at this point.
1: Semi finals on the Nado, bottom half and repeat of the first round of the World Grand Prix in Peter Royce and Rob Cross. And meeting the, the bottom half semi-final. Top half, Derwin Price. This is the one. That's second quarters. Horrible. Michael Smith, Ryan Searle, Ratoisty, Noppe Aspinall, Tind, Hetter and Clemens. Uh Derwin Price will meet Nathan Aspinall.
3: Hey, cool. Interesting. go cool. Semi-finalist, please.
2: Hmm.
1: At second quarter.
0: Cross is playing all right, but I'm not sure I back him to get there. I say has to play well early, or Luke Comfries will do a job on him. Or Callan wouldn't mind seeing a run from Kim Hybrecht. I'm just not sure this is the event it's going to come at. Uh, top left, James Wade. The man's a machine and he loves the European Championship. Don't side me like that, Phil. <laughs> Bottom left, bottom left, Christoph Ratyski. He's a different animal this year. That line's just for Jar.
3: European crowd <laughs> as well. So from the top <laughs> half, you're going Wade versus Ratoyski semi final. I am so here for that on Sunday night. <laughs> Sunday night. Racism
0: for commentary wise, but I'm so here for that game. That's one for the purists. Uh, top right, look, Peter Wright has got it tough, I think. Hempel is, I like Florian Hempel a lot. I think he's a great player and he's only going to keep getting better. Um, a rejuvenated Mensor Sulovich as well. I, I expect him to come for Adam Hunt and then probably Simon Whitlock from there. But I'm still backing to get through. Look, the way that he turned it on in the match play, that player's still in there. Bad week up. Normally, when he has a bad event, he backs up with a good one as well. That's been his trait this year, so I'm expecting that for Snake Bite. And then bottom right. Mm. Oh, do I do it? Do I do it? Him highbrechts.
3: Interesting. Um, Mace, Mace is, Mace is like, um, cheers, God, for
0: your. Um, Mace loved that semi-final lineup. <laughs> Toss a coin for which one of them you want.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just committed to the second semi-final before I named the fourth player as well.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah,
1: I think he's, he's now that he's near that Sunday night off. Does he, you, dob?
3: Right. <laughs> 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 Bottom half of the draw, I'm going for Peter Wright versus Luke Humphreys, semi-final.
0: Are we all completely writing Jose off, by the way?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Phillies obviously. I don't know why you asked that like why You justify
0: it, play. Phil. I've like just completely overlooked the man. I, I think Luke Humphreys possibly beats him at the minute because Luke is playing very well on TV. But at the same time, I would say he's not suddenly become rubbish overnight, has he? The man's still ridiculously good. He, he was
3: average I'm at not times on the ground. But as, as I said last or two weeks ago, unless he's miles in front in a tight game right now, I don't fancy him to win it. Top half. I'm going MVG Price Quarter Final. It's just who wins it. Shock. Going MVG. Shock. Michael will play on his Xbox. Oh. Can he back it up this week?
1: You're the Adolfini. T- to be fair, it's just a
0: case
1: of rather being in a
0: semi-final, don't you? That's what you want. Yeah. See if they shake hands hold them. That.
3: that first round game, I think the winner of Ryszkiewicz Noppit. Get to the semi final. It's just getting that one right. Yeah.
0: I'm genuinely quite concerned that all four of the players I just picked could lose first round.
1: Yeah, look. That's a concern I, I always have. my the worry
0: about it. Once they come through the first round, I think they're all right, but At,
3: I'm going MVG Rotaisky. I think Rotaisky does not be over best of 11.
1: Pit, to be honest, pitting that quarter is more difficult than pitting the finalist. That, quarter that, oh, that quarter, just... quarter, that second quarter is just horrible.
3: That second quarter is
1: horrible.
3: Absolutely horrid. If, if the thing is, I quite
0: like Merv King at the minute. I always like Merv King, to be honest. But I just he's still got one of them runs in him somewhere. And if he's in any of the other quarters, or the other half of the draw, I'd probably <laughs> tip him to... You know, top left, maybe not so much, but that The
3: bottom Mace, half,
0: you're Merv to have a run, but in that
3: bottom left, you just can't back it. See, look, Mace Mace knows. Barzi oh. and his views and his intense beef. If, if that's the semi-final, we'll be going full-out Chinese beat from black bean sauce central as Noppy takes on MBG.
1: Hasn't, uh, Phil, hasn't Mace moved himself down to the other semi-final though? So... He's going to Right, boys, from your semi-finals,
3: I would like a winner and a runner up of the kazoo European championships.
1: For me, uh, we see price back to winning ways, Derwin Price beats Peter Wright in the final. Convincingly.
0: If Peter Wright makes a final we don't flop. And he and loves a Sunday pro
1: tour recently. Uh also, given half the half the half the, half the deficit relationship first with the win. crowd,
0: if anybody yeah. doesn't walk out of an Austria flag, they're immediately behind the game because I think that's just one way to get them on side. The minute you go to a European yeah. tour, you start saying, I love this crowd or something, and they'll back you all week. Ian White should just be doing it for years. Der-
1: Der- Derwin Price wins
0: 115 116 Which one? Both. I do are win I don't know. I'm just stalling. I'm,
1: can I abuse Lee a little bit longer? <laughs> <laughs> to <With> be <laughs> honest, you do, you do that on air, i off air, far out that both ways. What's up, Rude? I'm, I'm uh, in person that, I
0: yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was polite to you My girlfriend bought you a drink And then threw hers on the floor Dickhead <laughs> you, you mentioned while I with
1: tired of being in
0: the I can't remember what. <laughs> I can't remember who was on last But she managed to fall asleep during it Oh, bunting and so yeah, brilliant <laughs> 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 Um Peter Wright beats Christoph Ratajski. But Darts is the winner.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I am going... You, MVG beats Luke Humphries in the final.
0: I think the only event all year Phil hasn't backed Michael to win was the World Series. Um, There is absolutely no logic to what you keep doing, man.
1: (sighs) Uh, You know, I just. He he didn't. No, he he didn't back him to win any of the ladies, did he? I don't think he backed him in any of those. He might have done.
0: I wouldn't put it past him. We've got to talk about that too.
1: <laughs> I know that the,
0: the, the Lisa Ashton does that, not qualify for the Grand Slam because MVG has turned up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> See, G Adventures knows if I keep backing him, eventually I will get it right. Exactly. I mean, he's not. <laughs> To be fair, the way everyone else is having a mini wobble at times, look, no one is in the same sort of form as they were in this. As in, going into the match play, Peter Wright was by far the best player in the world, and and that showed. Um, Before Price has been going into tournaments, looks unbeatable. The ferret isn't here. Otherwise, you'd be, let's be fair, you'd be like fancying the ferret left, right and centre. But right now, there's not one player in that field that you go, they're not going to have an iffy game at some point. At some point, every one of those 32 will have an off game. It's whether the top players come through their off game. Possibly. Possibly. Well, that's think, has
0: yeah. an off. just has a level of,
3: of animalism. Let us know in the chat room as well. Who are you banking to win the Kazoo European Championships on Sunday night? And the good news is for all you guys is we will have live content from Salzburg as well.
0: Did any of us Which just surprise prize? Lee?
3: Did you? Uh, yeah, boys, he has
1: got Price. Yeah, I Sorry, yeah I'd Price. Phil,
3: I'd price. do you actually write these down?
0: Yeah. Because we never seem to discuss it after an event. We just shout each other out and...
1: Right wait there, wait right, right, oh, right. right. right there. We just right need to dog. say all
0: i them in the first round in the WhatsApp, wait for them to fall and then I can bully him the following week. Like, genuinely, don't <laughs> ever go back over what we backed last time.
1: I was going to say there was that many talking points tonight at five past eight. You'd already mentioned what market was for the uh, Don Free, mate. So I won't say we don't mention them. It was part of the introduction. As Dan said in the chat
0: room earlier, I don't make the rules; I just enforce them. If you're (laughs) crap at this, I'm going to tell you're crap at this. Oh,
3: good point, Jar. Are we? Do we? No.
0: Not for weekend events. Week long. That was the bench we set.
3: (laughs) Um, uh, Robert Thornton in the chat room says, what's the odds on a Richie Headhouse versus Adam Adam Hunt final? I wonder, worth a quid? I'd say it'd be very much worth a quid because if it comes in, you'd probably never need to do anything again. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Is of course, if you have a quid to, to throw away, it's worth a lot um, these days.
3: Plenty in the chat room, Matthew says. Price all the way. Yeah, look, I, I, look, Price for me sleepwalks to the quarterfinals in his in his sleep. I think he, he just sleepwalks to to Sunday afternoon. It's only because it takes Galas yeah. that bloody long to play his game. That's the point. <laughs> when on the coverage is Galas Joe Murnal on? Let's have a look.
1: First. No surprise there. Is that when you uh, pop into Wagamamas on the weekend? When that down comes I don't
3: know. Is there a Wagamas? <laughs> have Wagas made it to Salzburg yet? Good question. <laughs>
1: Someone, someone will know now. You know there's some of those people when they're like, call now for half time,
0: and you're like, call now for the first leg. <laughs> <laughs> to
3: be fair, I'm Googling it now, Boise. Oh, all the essential <laughs>
0: things we're covering here on, on the Live Lounge tonight. 20 past nine. Uh, I haven't got any questions on
3: yet.
1: By the look of it, no.
3: Cut it. No.
1: Saying say that, saying that, Phil, you could fly back easy, fly there, it still wouldn't be over. Come back <laughs> for two.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, Mace in the chat room, great one says <laughs> European Championship highest averages um, 118.14. Phil Taylor, quarterfinals 2009. Gary Anderson, well, that's a while ago. He had played in the Euros for a while. 113.92 um, uh, against. Phil Taylor, Merv King, 130. No, sorry, Phil Taylor again. Mate, all three of them
0: are Phil Taylor. Do not try to sit here and tell me MVG is any sort of goat. Phil is God,
3: mate. Uh, Owen says, what's the capacity this weekend? That's a good point. I don't know is the honest answer. Let's have a look.
0: Capacity go in
3: price fans? Six. Um, the venue itself holds six and a half thousand.
0: So after you put a stage in, about five?
3: Five, probably. Um, that was Peter Wright first plays on the Thursday night. Um, so any more, um, oh, Henry says, what was your favourite venue for the Euros? As in the European Championship finals, mate, um, Trying to think, I've got a choice of two for me. Um, Dortmund was really good. Gottingen from the outside and inside looked amazing. May will tell you, the the arena in Gottingen was fabulous, but it was just an absolute ball ache to get to.
0: I just like the one where Dirk walks down the stairs, giving it like that. <laughs>
4: That's
0: my favourite walk. They walk on from upstairs rather than in the crowd. That's banging.
3: I still want Face a dance player enough, to do the zip line down to the stage.
0: Please, we'll get. Can we get insurance on the seniors doing that across the tap?
1: Who do, who do you want us to see do it, though, Phil? <laughs>
3: Who would I like to see zipline to the stage? Who would do it I meant Big Vinny dressed
0: as um, Miley Cyrus. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> it was wrecking
0: oh, the mom. hell out of somewhere.
3: What was the place for the amazing chandelier? I think that was um, that was going, and the venue was stunning. But literally, it was like you had to fly. I think we flew into Frankfurt, and then it was like three hours on a coach or something like that. It was just an absolute ball
0: lake. Um,
3: yeah, no, yeah. Dort- Dortmund at the ground was was amazing. Um, so Mason said they're expecting three and a half thousand on Saturday night. That's decent. Good night. Getting about 10 on Thursday. Yeah. Um, right, well, go on then. We'll open up the chat room. We we've, we've, think we've covered pretty much everything that's happened in the week. No. I don't think we've missed anything. What's no. that?
0: No, we haven't.
3: One, the Live League
0: came back today, which. We don't normally talk about because yeah. after work in the weekday so we're not because we had a week off last week good start but two there has been quite a few press releases from our friends at the world seniors darts tour this week philip
3: oh correct yeah there is so i was trying yeah. to think of what we think yeah plenty going on on the world seniors <laughs> it's now yes out on bbc uh iplayer um all oh, the red right. button and... as well going to be anchored uh, by
0: one the announced today, which is Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, 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 is
3: Switzerland, is it? Yeah. Um,
0: Plus two cool. presenters.
3: The legendary Ray Stops and Helen Chamberlain. Hello. Chamberlain,
0: I, do you know what? After seeing Helen play a few times in various pieces back in the day, I have no doubt that she could have been at the lakeside. I genuinely think she was that good.
3: Oh, she could play, all right.
0: I remember her chucking in a 180 on am I think it was, and I was like, "Holy crap, you're doing that on TV! Here. whether people are pissing around or not, like." If you could do that on demand on TV, you can play.
3: Yeah,
0: And that's what all 15, science. 20 years ago, I'm not being disrespectful. Like Trina was top dog back then, but there wasn't a lot coming back at her. Dieter occasionally and, and a few others. But the, the standard ladies has got better and better. 20 years ago, when Helen Chamberlain was massive on TV, Helen Chamberlain could have been in the, in the Women's World Championships. I have no doubt about that.
3: Just too busy to do all the travelling and the qualifying criteria. To be fair i've just seen well two comp one also for those interested the world seniors qualifier if you are eligible i believe there are only three spaces left in the qualifier so if you're umming and ring, there is only three places left so make sure you get in and also the qualifier we're just sorting out the finer details now but each day the Quarterfinals onwards are going to be streamed on our YouTube channel. Yeah, boy. So, so people can see from the quarterfinals onwards on the Saturday and Sunday, and also Gob will be at the venue keeping you up to date with everything from the sharp end. Up the red um, in. Going well. Which- we spoke about the boards earlier, and someone just made it. I just seen the name in the chat room. We get to see Whitlock on the new boards for the first time this weekend. We do
1: look at anytime, face. Yeah, anytime <laughs> you'll let change in the practice nine darts after each one. <laughs> um, so yeah, plenty of news.
3: So great news from the seniors. So that is title sponsor announced, Jenningsbet, board sponsor, Target, Um, TV in the UK, BBC. It's all looking good, boys.
0: It's looking very good. And of course, official media partners,
3: online darts. We're going to be there. Standard. Mind you, that first day is carnage. Because obviously the Premier League's on as well.
0: What we do, mate. Like,
3: that travelling exactly. exhibition circus. you are
0: interested in that. You can have an eye off. <laughs> Especially as I know where it is Point. that night. Yeah, Cardiff. Yeah, no one wants to be there.
3: <coughs> uh, mate says, month away, average, nearly 90 at Super League, 4-0 decent, mate. Love that. Um, yeah. good effort. Um, yeah, the, the live league also returned this morning as well. Great to see Kevin Painter back, which is good. Uh, Robert Thornton playing some good stuff, which is all good. All building for Champions Week, which is in a few weeks as well. Before we start taking questions, manic couple of weeks. Um, coming off that we have the Super Series streams along with the Lady Series as well. All eyes will be on Fallon Sherrick and Lisa Ashton again, boys. Um, Fallon already at the Grand Slam. I don't know if you noticed that from the adverts at
1: the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> bit. The only one there, isn't sure. It's an evening wave, I think, on the advertisement.
3: Um... Also, whilst whilst we're talking on the, 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 the Grand Slam and that, by the way, I don't know this. This is my prediction, just listening to everything and what you hear from different interviews. Next year, calling it now, the World Grand Prix goes back to the City West in Dublin and I think the Slam goes to Leicester. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: No, at least
1: disappointed, a it's a bit closer to him. Yeah. You can just nip around
0: the corner from Wolverhampton. But... But I'm, I'm a, the morning side is a, a BDC venue. They've used it for the Champions League. They've used it emergency. They are itching to get something in there full time,
1: aren't they? The, the only thing for me is, if it's still at Aldersley, or however long it's at Aldersley, there was, there was parts of the atmosphere in Leicester, and it was set up that were similar. In the nights early on in the week, the Sunday was very good, and then the back end of the week from Thursday onwards, I think it was sold out. And the atmosphere was loads better than what we did at Aldersley. Like. I do like the Civic as a venue. However, we had the same situation. I like the balcony sort of over. I think it's a lot better. But the it's the, the issues with all of these are that the early week, the early uh, days, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday sort of days, is when you have that sort of. Um, Road isn't as good. The Civic's better for that because you are very compact. So yeah. I would be opposed for that reason as well. But the main reason being is Wolverhampton is literally just down the road. <laughs> so for me personally, Leicester's a little bit further, not much. I can't really complain how many tournaments we have, uh, we have in the UK. A really couple of bits of in the
3: chat room about what we've just said there. Um, May says, Isn't the Civic going to be ready? Someone else says about the Civic. Yes, look, the Civic is due to be open next year for this. But Matt Porter, I think it was with Weekly Darts Cast, spoke about the Civic. Just reading between the lines, I don't think they're that keen to go back there. Might be wrong, but just reading between the lines, what you said about it not being the biggest venue anymore, about it's not very big backstage practice room, everything that goes with it, I'm just not convinced that they're going to take it back there. Look, might be way off with that. Just reading between the Excuse lines.
1: The media room at Leicester was crap. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. They might also Phil, the flip of that is if it, with it being already done, I'm assuming they'll want to have a look at what it's done, how it's going to work before they make that decision. Uh, oh yes, yeah, of course that I'm, sure the, sure, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure the Civic was meant to be done in like 2019, 2020. It's push, obviously, I don't know about David, but the delay in it to only made it worse. Does Aldersley? where the venue is, is a bit of a pain in the backside to that to. There's not much round it. Uh, there's a pub around a 15, 20 minute walk away from it. They put on coaches from Wolverhampton because it's till it is out the way. So I'm surprised well, they're still there this an issue. Yeah. I'm surprised they're still it, there it this year.
3: Yeah. I think it was only there this year because of the situation in Ireland. I genuinely think if the city West had been able to have the Grand Prix, the Slam would have been in David. Leicester this year. Convinced
1: of it, and I, and for that I wouldn't be opposed to it at all. When it's the Aldersley, more more when it's the Civic, but Aldersley for me, it's, it's not a great venue for the uh, for the Slam.
3: Um, yeah, I mean it might have been one of them. I know we, I know we did two two interviews. I, I listened to them both. Um, so it, it was one of them, but just reading between the lines, it it didn't feel as if there was a lot of energy energy around going back to the Civic. I hope so because look, the Civic was was mint, but I'm not sure. Um, Craig says, "Even lads, what about bringing back the Champions League and playing in Scotland?" Uh, all depends on broadcaster the champions league was made specifically for the bbc to have some free to air darts so unless a new broadcaster or another broadcaster wants it I'm not sure it comes back although i did like the format
1: I, I wasn't i wasn't a huge fan of it obviously more darts the better but i was i wasn't a fan of the champions league the format too similar nothing. to what we have with the with the slam yeah,
0: it, for me, somewhere between the slam and the masters, and it didn't count. I'm like, what, where the hell's the point? It's just, for me, it was the same eight players that you're going to see in a in a World Series event. Or I know they're they're trying to broaden that a little bit, but traditionally, the top eight, are the eight that go for the World Series. Um. Yeah. Hi, Max. Hope you are well. So yeah, right,
3: everyone, get your questions in. And we will start to pick our way through and answer them.
1: Um, there's, so, Phil, there's certainly one in there that I like to see back. One at the Reebok. I enjoy the oh, Reebok, glad I know, University
0: I? of Bolton Stadium, thank you very much. Yeah, it'll always be the Reebok.
1: Yeah, it will. The same as Man City Think will of, always play at yeah. Main Road. However, however, if there is one back at the same Reebok... The Newcastle to be are going one to stay at St James' Park, not a chance. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> yeah they will um that'll be interesting that. if, if it's if it anything like that is back at the robot it needs to be something with more than one stage or more than one on at a time because that's what i loved about yeah that. that was the one for me look
3: it's not so much butlins that i don't like i'm not a fan of having the same tournament or sorry having two tournaments at the same venue. if you want to use butlins Use one at mine, Ed, and then use Bogner or Skegness for, for the other one. I just don't like two tournaments at the Please. same venue. Skeg Vegas?
1: Steg Vegas.
3: Steg Please. Steg Vegas. Please. Please.
0: <laughs> because after spending time there as well, Skegness is decent for the night and after. You can go off campus, but you don't have to stay on site.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think
0: that bit's yeah, a little agreed. bit
2: more important.
3: Commiserations, Jack. Charles says, Mine is the goat. Stop this nonsense, Lee. You try getting there when <laughs> it's slowing or absolutely lashing down with a.
0: When the weather's they horrendous. did last time. On the way back from Exeter, pitch black, left late. It started to rain a bit. Nightmare. Yeah. Through the horrific. back roads, you know, what? we didn't go that way for some reason We're swinging it around corners and all sorts. Nightmare. Yeah jar um, loves head though like the man's literally messaging me in this show going you know how we don't do fallout bars for weekend long tournaments we're doing one whilst i'm in my head so i can dial in no we're not jar <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay oh. they're not they're not the rules I'm surprised a bit, dub, no, I'm surprised a bit like Fallout Bar. He's not appeared on our screen in the little corner, so i did wait and see. Him like we did a few last He's not in the producing this one, is he? We
0: use different software for this. Who
1: knows <laughs> <laughs> well if we were using
0: that? He'd be straight in the back end, flashing his comments up on the screen.
3: <laughs> you are missing the video
0: clips, though, Phil. Like, you know. A little, little right. burst. We had Romeo done appearing in the week. We've clipped that up to right treat. And a bit of uh, Lucas (laughs) Laver. Lucas Laver
3: making a few appearances on the fallout bar earlier in the week. Um, To be fair, we're going to close the poll as well. The poll was, who is the best player in the world right now? I'm surprised at this. The winner is the Iceman, Geroen Price. I thought the ferret might have nicked it.
0: It was level at one point, 41%. and then you all opened your mouth. Um, Can I also point out that I didn't make the poll this week. I've done every other one throughout the week. Barzi does it, and somehow that last option is there when, quite frankly at the minute, just shouldn't be. And it should say other. We were going to try and give you that yeah. option, but someone jumped the Girl. gun tonight, and we were already on it by the time I saw it. It was well, definitely Missy and G. Up. It was like in chat room at 10 past seven,
1: but I couldn't delete their votes. I was, I was just wondering if any of Phil's opened up to the MVG to 5%. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't check
0: the online dance account, to be fair,
1: to see if we'd voted
0: or not yet, because you can only vote once per account.
1: Oh, we, I'll tell you where it probably is. I haven't opened it, but I'll tell you where it is. It's on MVG.
2: Isn't it,
3: Mr. Boswell? <laughs> 100%. <a bit? laughs> uh, t- t- too fair. I, didn't, I, I haven't voted, so it's not me. <laughs> oh,
2: <yeah. laughs>
3: um, right. Shut up. Um, Manico says Is Corey Cappy playing the Oceanic Masters? We're not 100% sure there is going to be an Oceanic Masters yet. Because in Australia, you still can't travel between states. So we're not 100% sure that there is going to be one yet. Look, I hope so. Um, but just don't know. Paul says, Christoph Ratajski into the top five. What do you reckon, boys? Can the Polish Eagle gate crash the top five?
1: <laughs> please. Job, please. to you, Over to you. Job. Over to you.
3: He's already
0: in the top five, in my opinion. Top five best players in the world. The unit. Him, James Wade, Mervyn King. Who else on the wall? David Evans and Stephen Bunting, They'll do. Oh, Um, Ross Smith, because he wears our cap. That looked resplendent on TV. Big word for me.
3: Yeah. Very big word. Oh, as well. Big shout-out. I think he's on the men now to so the PDC um, players, marshal Dean Williams, who is not very well at the moment, but he's on the men. So, big shout-out to Dean. Cause I know he messaged me and says he often listens. Hopefully, you'll be back soon, buddy. Um, good one here from um, D. style says... If you look at the tour card race, some big players like Klass and Pipe, Webster Wilson will very likely lose their tour cards. Um, what do you think are the reasons behind why some of these players have fallen so badly? Good question.
0: What do you think? Sorry, guys? I'm just calling Dara.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just incredibly...
0: I, it's incredibly it's, difficult to just be that good all the time. The fact that darts. Look, this year, we've, we've got quite a big gap. But because we don't have a, a set break in the calendar, things that run year-round, like, like tennis or other individual sports, after the World Championship, they tend to have a bit of a break. You tend to get six to eight weeks off. Darts doesn't really have that. There's no time to recharge, refresh. Priorities outside of darts change. A lot of the players you've named are either getting a little bit older or have more family commitments and that sort of thing. And just to maintain that drive, once you live a comfortable life, because... Let's not fault that. Some of them have been earning a lot of money. A couple of those players that have just been listed then that are potentially in trouble were top 16 players not long ago. A couple of Premier League appearances in there from Yella and etc. They're
1: not living badly. Matt? Yeah, the, the, I also think part of that we've got a lot at for this year and next year is the impact what Toby's had on some of these. Someone like Yellow was so... So often you'd seen him at exhibitions, that sort of practice on stage, that sort of knock-on that we've then seen with him not playing as much. And um, It's different over this year and next year, the people who do lose the cards, because God says, some of them have not had the same opportunities. And there is also the stuff we've talked about with European championships and the rules changing this year with Euros, and we'll see the knock-on effect of that in years to come. There's only been two Euro Tour events. Um, So there is these different aspects for these two holders who have not had the same opportunities as well as what some of the others would.
3: I think you touched on it there, that the Euro Tour or the lack of Euro Tour has had a huge implication on the rankings. And that's going to take probably three years to now sort itself out again. Because over the last two years, there's individuals and players that have earned comfortably between 50 and 70 grand a year just off the Euro tour on their rankings. And that hasn't been there. And they've instantly lost that overnight. And the prime example of that is Ian White. You could guarantee, without that he he might pick up one one a year or, or something like that. But comfortably, Ian White would always make the last day of a Euro tour. And over 13 events, that's a lot of money. And that's just
0: been wiped off Because he didn't like, he, he would have been sat in the seeds somewhere or, or thereabouts. Don't get me wrong, he's not had the best yeah. year he's been injured at the start of the year. And actually, those events not being here are probably a little bit of a blessing. Because whilst the money has dropped off, people aren't gaining that back on him. Because for the start of the year, I just don't think he would have done a lot on there. He yeah. says he's had the surgery and he feels fine now. But actually, players not picking up five grand or whatever over two weekends, it's it, it probably helped him a little bit stay in touch. Um, but yeah, look, it is a massive loss because it's it's just so much more financially rewarding per event than a pro tour.
1: Yeah, Odes, no, Odes, Odes, absolutely, Odes. 100%. I shouldn't say, I guess the flip of that is the opportunity that now some players have got this weekend. If you look at, I know we've already spoke about the Adam Joel John Mernendane, but someone there has got an opportunity of picking up at least 10 grand that potentially if you'd have had a full set of Euro Tour events, wouldn't have had that opportunity. So... There is a few in there that are are, going to benefit from it, but without having a full calendar, which normally, obviously, because it works on the two years rolling, now we've had that change quite a lot. Uh, We are going to see the impacts of that this year and next year, and potentially the year after that, because we're not sure what will come in 2022. Hopefully the full 13.
3: Yeah. Um, Connor, in the chat room, mate, hope you are all good, mate. Good to see you again sometime soon. Um, there was one in there. Harry says, Who do you guys think going to win the Welsh Open? Look, if I'm being honest, I haven't looked at the entry list, but I'm going to pluck one name off the top of my head because I know he's going Mike Warren. Yeah. Hometown boy playing very I, well. Not
0: bad. Yeah. At all, that's, that's, that's only look, he He's a good player until so I know he's going. So. We did this earlier when we spoke about extra news, but the Welsh Open obviously clashes with the. Second weekend of the ladies series. And the news that Dieter Hedman announced earlier in the week was that the top eight ladies automatically get their places for Q school next year paid as an incentive for them to go there for the second half. So not only is there the incentive to win the initial weekend to finish top two for the Slam, top two overall for the World Championships, because those spots aren't secure yet, although they basically are, the top eight now have something to play for because there's a couple of players just outside of it that were at Q School last year and that have played the Ladies' Series before after after good runs by a couple of names that perhaps you weren't expecting that now pretty much have to go to this instead of the Welsh Open if they want to
3: go to Q School next year for free. Well, yeah, you, you've talked on this. Look, look, I think it's going to take a near miracle to catch Fallon and Lisa for the world spots.
1: Yeah.
3: But yeah. that second Grand Slam spot... If Fallon and Lisa draw each other early on, that then potentially opens it up right, say this is and this isn't a dig or anything like this, but Fallon's already there. So say Fallon yeah. and Lisa draw each other three times out of the six in the early stages, that then heaps the pressure on Lisa to do well in the others. So someone like Dieter, Lorraine, people like that could gate crash that slam battle. Look, I think it'd take, uh, like say, it would take, like you said, a mathematical is, miracle it? for the world. But that slam spot, depending on the draw, could be there. Look, don't get me exactly right. that, the start, look. Call me
0: a bit of a sceptic, best... but they were only in the same half of the draw one out of six times last time round.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: that should go the other way this time as well, which would be very interesting.
3: I thought it was funny. They met in the first one and then they didn't after that.
0: And the thing as well, um, <laughs> Connor points out a good thing. think the ladies already in the Lakeside will go women's series. They are tr- predominantly going to be the players between 1 and 20 on the Order of Merit. The, the better ladies on the WF series that have already qualified or are close enough, uh, Yeah. do they suck the world off? Because don't get me wrong, it's a big event there and they might pick up an order. But if they're already there, you go to this and get yourself q score next year as well.
1: Yeah, I think there's a few of them who are going to be playing, uh, playing a bit of poulter of where they are going and where they're not going because of trying the best to, to be fact, fall into both categories.
3: This is a really interesting comment that I didn't know about from Lee in the chat room. It says, players at the Welsh Open now need COVID passports. Yes. Do you think that will affect that the one. attendance?
0: Yes, massively, because it affected the attendance yeah. abroad earlier in the year, uh, like two weeks ago as well. I can't remember where it was. Um but yeah, that was literally dropped on their Facebook group for the event like yesterday, I think, or early this yeah. morning. That's, that's massive. Like, People in this country are fed up enough. And they have to have it on the NHS app as well. It's not even um, a flow test or a PCR test within 40 hours. They literally have to have the NHS app COVID passport for Wales. So if you're not, that
3: if you're not double back, you can't plan the plan? I don't think so, no. Wow! Well, okay. You have to have the, the COVID app. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, I think that'll have a huge outcome. Yeah. Um. Dad says, "Um, Phil, which refs are the Euros? I think it is George, Hugh, and Russ. I think." Going to go two at the
0: minute, aren't they?
3: Um, I know that because Kirk's having a week's holiday. He told me, so I know Kirk's not there. Cause he's away from on holiday. Is it here? Um. says world seniors. It's it's
0: Green, the way, holiday in the back half of the year. I know that you haven't been allowed to go abroad anywhere, but surely.
3: Yeah. Um. Anyway, San says world seniors on BBC Digital. Good move. Uh, for me, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, 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 the BBC's network is huge. Um, I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, the BBC are one of the biggest broadcasters in the world. Yes,
0: it's not the traditional BBC One, BBC Two. I, I don't want to say where, I don't want to start committing to stuff that isn't going to happen. But you have got Phil Taylor playing on the Friday night. I still think there's a chance that the BBC actually schedule that. They'll just wait until closer. If that does enough numbers Possibly, elsewhere, I'll get something. I still think it might end up on your traditional TV on a Friday night. Would not be the worst thing in the world for it. They've got enough channels that way. But look, since the digital switchover in this country, everybody has access to those channels,
1: even if it's harder. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, spot on on that. It's it's accessible for ev- um, everyone who's turned it on the BBC, um, and it's the first year as well. As much as we'd love to see it on one of the BBC channels, especially when Phil Tad is on there, on am guessing would be good for viewing videos that seem bad. But it's the first year and how far the tournament's come the players that are there, the money, the prize fund, now it's on BBC. So in three other countries, we're still a few months away from it starting, so they can change very quickly as well, in addition to what we've already got. So for Me it's only yeah, they're the to
0: only be committed to the minimum at the minute of where they can play yeah, on yeah, their yeah. digital platform, yeah. there's still a chance yeah. that changes even more. Um, just to clarify a point yeah. on the Welsh Open, somebody just sent me the actual post through the NHS COVID app. You can prove you've had a negative lateral flow test, um, within a certain time period as well. So you don't have to be double vaccinated, but you do have to have this specific app, right? Okay,
3: um. Uh, Tommy says, "Would you like to see the World Grand Prix um, final format increase like it used to be from six back to seven? Um, I'd like to see. I'd like to see the format go up all, all the way through. I think in a ranked major, I think best of three is too short. I'd like to see it all go up again."
0: Yeah, I, I love. Them, uh, man. I think like, it's, it's a great leveler, and more darts is always better. It was a little bit rushed. The issue is if it's one-sided, isn't it? Like it's a bit of a snooze fest in the final. But
1: yeah, I'm I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to it staying at best of three. I'd just like to see double up the rounds. I think it was set around round quarterfinals, still stays at first of three, first of five. For me, that would just double up there. So you'd have then a first of six yeah. final or semi final and um, you just moved that up. Yeah. I'm not opposed to the the, the best of three um, early rounds with, with the eight games and doing getting the people there. Uh, I'm not totally opposed to that. But the final, yeah, especially because it's a final and it's all on the one day. Why not extend it to at least six? Not that it would have had an impact last uh, on Saturday there's Johnny Clayton would have just won 6-1 instead of 5-1 probably, but. <laughs> um, I think, it's I think the problem still,
0: is that that's Dublin. I think that there's an extra day to be found for the Grand Prix. I, I think you'd get the interest, especially if it's over here, especially if you've got a double session on a weekend. You would get people in there. I think the issue is that the way they have to schedule it, because it's an Ireland, because of the licensing laws, so it starts and finishes on the, on the Sunday and then the Saturday, so that people can get there and get in and out of the City West, I think that hampers the format a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do see why we're playing eight games on a night and rushing through it. I think that... They could have a little bit more time, the, the walk-ons that they deserve and that sort of thing, by literally one extra day in double session, both the first two days, 4 4
3: 4 4 Yeah. says, um, Phil, was your interview with James Wayne recently your most difficult one? Uh, no, not at all. So There's been be
1: worse than that. Yeah. Well, to be honest, Phil, I listened to him. I don't think it was difficult for you. Makes a change quite (laughs) easily. Um,
3: there's
0: quite a few in there. Is Adrian Lewis finished the top level darts player? Look, we we answer this question a lot. He still shows glimpses and signs that he's capable of it, and he is still young enough. He just needs. I think he's he's he's. A quarterfinal away from, from kicking on again. There's a couple of players just lingering right now that are playing decent enough darts, but just aren't getting results. Like MBG's one of them this year as well. He, he's had more 100 averages thrown in than anybody else on TV and, in TV title tournaments this year. That's difficult enough to compete with as it is. When you're not getting the rub of the green, look, there's, there's no science behind it, but sometimes you just keep getting on the end of stinking draws or stinking performances or your opponent does something. Brilliant in the right moment, and then you have to go to the drawing board again. You start hitting the practice board more, saying, um, "Why well, is it not working?" Trying that a little bit harder, and it can have a negative effect on that as well. But look, he still definitely has the ability. I don't think he's ever going to lose that. Henry asked um, the Premier League Cardiff. Look, if them rules are still in place come February, we're in a world of trouble. Before we get into a COVID debate, yeah. That's um, all I'm saying. If them rules are still there, we're in a world of
4: trouble.
3: Yeah. Um, look, you, you never know. But yeah, I can't. It, it does cause an issue. Yeah.
0: Tommy asks Is Darts our favourite sport? Well, Lee's a Man United fan, so it's definitely not football.
1: <laughs> so I presume it's Darts.
0: as he's a Spurs know, fan. They're...
1: So we don't even have the opportunity to answer these questions anymore, though. I'll just, I'll just do it for you, mate. <laughs> just as, fo- um. as football has been your favourite sport for like three years, but before that it was just us. obviously. It was I played not
0: I played basketball for a while. I rode for a bit. I played. I started playing pool. To be honest, it's only because the pool and darts team at my university were joined that I started playing darts competitively. My, my ex-partner played, and I used to go and, and watch their team when I lived back home. But when I moved to uni, I went hunting for a pool team because I was playing county pool at that time for the first year. I used to travel to Mansfield on a Monday night to, to play for the county team. I'd had a couple of England trials. like I was convinced that was the way I was going, and I started playing a couple of games of darts and started to enjoy it more. And then lived with Kyle Anderson, and you sort of favoured darts
3: at that point. Yeah, there, there is that. Um, so, yeah, no, look, football, darts, boxing are the, the, the three that I love. Um, I think, boys, we're just about there. Two hours has absolutely flown by this evening. Like, literally, in the blink of an eye, it's gone. What an absolute That's- bouncer! of the show. Everyone in the chat room that has contributed today has absolutely rocked it for us here at the Online Dart Live Lounge. A few questions about next week. the world it's the World Series qualifier. I think that's going to be a late start for the qualifier because of timings getting back from Salzburg for certain players. If you get to a final in Salzburg, it's a potential issue getting back for the qualifier. Um, so we will do the live lounge as normal, but if the qualifier is still going on, we will keep you bang up to date with that as it rocks. If not, it just gives us plenty to talk about in the Well, if, show. It's, if it's finished in time, then we'll sit and talk
0: about it as part of the show. If not, Maybe we do an extra half an hour at the end of the live lounge if we commit to it now. If, it, if it's running while we're on, we'll try and give you the odd result, and then we'll, we'll have a quick glance over what we've seen and who's yeah. going. We're not going to cut out before we know the result of that, basically, next Monday. But if it's still gone while we're on, we'll try and keep an eye on it, talk about what we need to do and, and that sort of thing. We're not going to break away. We're not going to run anything separate. We're not going to split views, basically. It will all be us three and chatting our usual nonsense, but,
3: yeah. Yeah. Uh, Before we go, May says he's not playing Gob at Paul for a pint then. (laughs) Shouldn't have said that, should I? Um, But no, everyone, thank you very, very much. You have absolutely smashed the Live Lounge tonight. We return next week. Plenty of darts coming your way. The Live League returns 9.30 tomorrow morning with Murph calling in all the action on our YouTube channel. Then all eyes on Salzburg and we will bring you live content From Salzburg, keeping you bang up to date with everything that is going on. I've been Phil Bars, joined by Jack Covey Garwood and Lee Boyce. We are now signing off and we will see you all next week. Royal Sports World Grand Prix on Sky Sports.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen.